There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And good morning, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on My Talk 1071 and live streaming on a device near you. I'm Jason Matheson. Alexis is off this week. Filling in today, my dear friend, we've known each other since George W. Bush was president, Miss Shannon. Good morning, everybody. Very, and over there, happy to be here. we're thrilled to have you. And we're thrilled that Holly's uh, not off today. We're thrilled that no one's filling in for Holly. Holly's here. I showed up for work today. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The Lord's yeah. work over there that, you're doing, Holly. That's right. <laughs> it is Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the day. Welcome to one more alarm clock till the weekend. Welcome to get to know your customers day. Welcome to international chess day. Welcome to Moon Day. That doesn't mean take your pants down. Oh, it just please means don't. No, no. It means the moon is in the thing in the sky. <laughs> Welcome to Nap Day, Fortune Cookie Day, Lollipop Day, Ugly Truck Day, Space es- Exploration Day, World Jump Day. Somebody should tell the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> and welcome to your first sip of coffee. Hey, girl, hey. Let's start the show. Hey, girl, hey. Mm. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. How you doing, Shannon? I am well. I am well. It is early. I'm glad to, to be um, <laughs> mostly lucid. Like, <laughs> I'm out of practice doing this because I, I, you know, I did mornings for a really long time at a different radio station that no longer exists. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, well, welcome back. Welcome back to mornings. It's like a B Dalton. It's, uh, it's <laughs> exactly. Shut down and turned into something else. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's when you and I met when we were just That's both. We just, yeah. And so I do this so infrequently now that mm-hmm. my sleep cycle won't let me sleep because I'm so paranoid I'm going to miss waking yeah. up to come here. So it just yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. Do you miss it? Um, yes and no. I miss the it, I miss what it was when it was good. When it was, I, yeah. Right. But it's so different now. So I know I don't miss it holistically. You don't miss the daily grind of it? No. Yeah. No. Because your body... Ian and Marjorie, when we uh, took over for them, mm-hmm. uh, they, they gave Alexis and uh, me some great advice, various pieces of advice, little nuggets of advice. And the one thing that both of them said to it, and then I've had uh, TV anchors over here, um, TV side, that gave me 
similar advice. Right. And they the, the similar advice is this. Your body will never adjust. And it's what, true. You're never don't don't ever think. Don't go into this thinking, "Oh, it's going to get better." <laughs> but part of it is because what you—the only way it could adjust is if we—it would make us bad at this job because yeah. we're on and we need to be here and do stuff. But we also need to talk about things that happen when the general populace is watching things. So that's still prime time. So it's not yeah. like to be able to adjust, we would have to go to bed at five p.m. And sleep up until whenever we oh. slept and wake up and have time to come and do this. And that's that would mean we would never see a movie when other possible. people we like we would have to watch everything at such a weird schedule that talking about it now would be so because we're like, can you give us an extra day? Can you give yeah. it for us to catch up? So that's it, you just get really good at napping. And that's li- not how you live your life. So in the list of things that can make me real salty hmm. real quick. At 48 years old, hmm. it is uh, people in my life that uh, make the horrible mistake of trying to guilt me into uh, going to bed, uh, guilt me about going to bed early no. or missing something no. or maybe not being in the best uh, of spirits at uh, 930 at night. Right. Or, oh, are you going to bed? Yes, I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh, as I should. I, I, uh, that's uh, I will go from zero to bitch in about two seconds. <laughs> Have a boundary. It is self-care. <laughs> right. It is self-care for those folks. Who haven't worked a schedule like this. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who are doing shit. You're all right, yeah, exactly. you're listening right now, maybe, at your job. You're yeah. our six o'clock we friend. You. Yes. yes. Oh, that's lovely. Right. It's like being perpetually jet lagged. Very much so. Holly. Oh, very absolute. much so. Yes. Because yeah. you don't have, you don't get to sleep in those blocks that make you sane. And so it makes us very interesting because we're, we're always teetering on the brink of losing it because you're, you're yeah. slightly sleep deprived. Oh, so you're just again, edgy you're, all the time. So your one comment, your one comment from somebody go, going right over the edge. Yes. Your one, <laughs> your one comment. And let's be clear. The three of us, this isn't, um, a complaint about the job. No, it's We're an explanation. Very lucky. Right. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a bitch fest about the we no. are very lucky to have a gig like this. However, you know we what we're saying is we're quoting Nene Leaks. We mm-hmm. see you. Yes. We see you. <laughs> right. If you have to wake up this, uh, you know, if you work an overnight shift right. and you listen to us, if you're up now and you're at your doctor's office and we you're listening to us, you. we yes. we see you. We hear uh, anybody on the schedule. We we know. Well, mm-hmm. think of think of the good people that work at the the coffee shops and the bakeries. Right. I mean, you know, uh, 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 I know our bakers at Betty and Earl's. Uh, you know, any baker, uh, Cub, right. Cub Foods, any grocery store bakers. I got news for people. Those croissants don't fall from trees. Exactly. You know? Wait, wait, <laughs> Holly. They don't. There aren't croissant trees. Oh, no. That you just walk by and shake no, a little no. bit, and then they just fall down, and you pick Those, them up in a basket. That's not donuts. how it works. They're not there like the f- no, frozen Holly, Floridian no. iguanas that no. just no. fall from the tree? No. Okay, there aren't donut bushes either. There aren't Mm-mm. donut bushes. Mm-mm. No. <gasps> that would be terrible once it got to the... Like, could you imagine the spoilage if we had to get our donuts from a bush? Right. Like, it just Can wouldn't you imagine work. That? Oh, my gosh. It would just be very difficult to figure out the seasonality of the donut yeah. bush. Like, can I can barely keep track of my Diefenbachia. I um I don't think I could have a donut bush. No. No. Mm-mm. 
Um, can we just take a moment? I don't think we've I've ever. Can we just have a, an appreciation moment for bakers? Yeah, because they do. They have horrible hours too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the stock people. I see the people. The good uh, uh, Cub Foods down the road here. I'm yeah. I'm in the Fox Studios in Eden Prairie, and I sometimes go to the Cub Foods in Eden Prairie. And 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 five o'clock in the morning, the twenty four hour Cubs. That's when they're stocking stuff. Yes, and I and just. Hats off uh, to, to those good people. They make sure that when we go into these stores and bakeries at normal hours, the things that we want are there. So, uh, oh, have bakers. you had an overnight job like that? Yeah, yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first job in television actually mm. uh, was Friday and Saturday nights, midnight to eight a.m. Yep. Listening to police scanners, mm-hmm. uh, looking for breaking news at WCCO. That yep. was my first gig. My yeah. first job when I was in high school is I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts, and so eventually, did because, you? Yeah, and so the which is why I don't eat donuts now. I'm like it's it's been two decades, no, two three three decades, and yeah. I'm still like still? I'm still just no donuts, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Because I also because of my my school schedule, the way it worked, eventually I went to overnights. That was before we had laws that said you shouldn't be doing that if you're 15. <laughs> That's how old I am. They were like, you know, we should make a law. That says. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, you know, plus it's Arizona, so there probably was a law and nobody cared. Um, but I would go and I would be one of the people that I'd make donuts overnight, me and the baker, and I'd clean up and, and, and clean out the fryer and all this stuff. And then I would get off work and go to high school and do my classes. And I did that for a year because I was I needed money because oh. I was trying to go to college and I didn't have any money. And you were young and your yeah. body could handle. Oh, my gosh. Better. Yeah. Just talking about the just the 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 schedule not making sense. So I've done this for years. So I'm like, OK. And then I have a kid who doesn't sleep. So it just I'm just used to it. Where it's yeah. like, OK, sleep ha- when you can. Holly, mm-hmm. did you ever have an overnight job? I did not have an overnight job. But it would be hard doing a closing shift mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at a restaurant, and then you'd have to turn around, get up early in the morning, yep. go to class, mm-hmm. do all of that. I'm like, I still smell like a refried bean, right. and my calves are <laughs> yeah. swollen as all get out. <laughs> yes. But I'm going to sit in this history class, and you're just going to have to deal. Right. I Here smell like a refried bean. Oh, my, my God. And any, any my job. my favorite Holly quote of the day so far. Yeah. Any job where you have to work around food, it, it, especially oh. if you have a lot of hair. Like, your hair is usually short. Like, those smells yeah. just permeate oh, all girl, of your I, hair. You know this. Mm-hmm. I worked at Red Lobster. Oh, yeah. You want to mm-hmm. talk about a smell that resonates. It's shrimp. Yeah. I mean, you know why? <laughs> shrimp and seafood. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You talk about Pungent. a smell that comes home with you. Yes. Did a few yes. seagulls follow you on the way back to <laughs> <Yes>. your place? <laughs> you smell delicious. You're like, I do not go. Move around. <laughs> Just trying to get home. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, um, uh, Holly has a correction. Now, yeah. see, you know, the media gets a bad rap, and I hate that term. <laughs> we get a bad rap. Oh, they don't tell you the truth. No, we're one of the few professions that when we do make a mistake, we do have to do a retraction. Gotcha. Holly isn't so much of a retraction. Holly has a correction. Fair enough. And then I'm going to tell you, uh, Shannon will love this, how I'm continuing to torture my husband. <laughs> um, that and more. Yeah. Rebound. 
Bathroom.com. I'm there right now. It's effortless bathroom remodeling from start to stunning. Just scroll down a little bit there, and it says free design consultation. Pop in your name and a way to contact you. You submit that, and someone from Rebath will give you a call. A designer will be sent to your home. They'll bring hundreds of options to at least show you. They want to show you what they can do. This part is free. They're going to come up with a free custom design and just uh, look at your space, your budget, and decide what would be the best solution for you. This is, uh, they're not covering up anything. This is a custom, they're taking stuff out, putting brand new in. And of course, they have some really wonderful quality materials, including their exclusive Durabath brand and other top manufacturers. Of course, they'll show you all of that. Now, if you decide to go with them, they'll get the job done in five days or less. Yeah, professional installation. A team of two will come in, do the removal installation, and they'll do it in five days or less. So, contact Rebath, Rebath.com. That's right, Lori. It's not just Barbie week. It's also Beyonce week. I We actually have producers here over at the FOX that have taken today off in preparation. Wow. For for Beyonce. That's commitment. That's, That's commitment. commitment. That's right, Shannon. Miss Shannon's here filling in for Alexis. Uh, but uh, before you uh, get too far, uh, look, we take our <laughs> we take our uh, our mission very seriously here. If we we do, we, wanna, we, we do, we do. Okay. We, mm-hmm. If we put out information, even you know we're gossipy, we're 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 a fun station. But if we put stuff out in the universe, we want to make sure it's correct. Okay. Uh, so uh, in that vein, it's time for Holly Roberts. Correction. This is a correction. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Holly? Yeah, so yesterday we did Am I the Ass Hat? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the topic was domestic snacking. And the issue was the female in the relationship, in this particular relationship, was mad at her male partner for eating all the good snacks before she had a chance to eat them. Mm-hmm. And I said... That I was gas station almond joy shamed earlier this week where my husband told me that I can't eat the almond joy that he bought at the gas station. Okay. Well, I want to make a correction because when I got home yesterday, he was like, I did not say that. I didn't say that you couldn't eat it. He's he's like, I told you that the countdown starts now until you eat this. What? Meaning, oh, so he was, he's like, you're going to eat my food? Yeah. So he was, yeah. So he, he was pre-shaming you. Yeah, he was pre-shaming How's that better? <laughs> How is that better? <laughs> Meaning he wasn't telling me what to do, but he was estimating that I was going to eat his food. That's some passive aggressive husbandry <laughs> well, that he just did. Long-term relationships, baby. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> so, so he wasn't telling me what Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline what to do he wasn't mansplaining the almond no. joy to me he was just saying i'm going to predict your behavior and that you are going to eat this at some point in which i said 
you will forget about the Almond Joy and it will be sitting in there for two weeks and it would be a darn shame to just leave that all by its lonesome. It needs to find a new home in my <laughs> in, in your my belly. Ba- in my in belly. belly. Yeah, thank you. And if he was a good husband, which I can, as the jaded divorce say here, he would have brought you three. Well, because he knows that you need one for now because you're like, okay, and then one when you forget that you ate the one that you already had. Yeah. So you need a spare. Now, he did buy me windshield wiper fluid at the gas station. Again, oh. don't care, as he should. Oh, right what, there. You get, I mean, I barely know your husband. I'm just saying. But that's what you do. You're supposed to do that. Why am I going to give you an attaboy I, for doing stuff? Uh, He's grown. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I'm going to isolate uh, this and play it to him because you know what? He's not on these hours. He's still sleeping. See? Yeah. Well, good for him. He's got all kinds of you know, just joy and he gets to hang out in your glow and presence. So we I'm should bring impressed. you an almond joy. I'm just impressed he's listen, listening to the damn show. I mean, I got <laughs> you know him, and that makes me happy. Jason, I, you every know. once in a while, he rolls over and turns on the live streaming, which you can do on the MyTalk app or at MyTalk1071.com. That's right. Do it right now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Holly Roberts. This is a correction. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. Thank That's you. right. It's a correction. Speaking of spouses, oh, Lord. Hmm. Shannon, I may need to move in with you. Why? Uh, <laughs> What'd uh, you do? <laughs> I, think, I think in the overnight, Colin called 1-800-DIVORCE. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I might be single this morning. Oh, I actually, uh, Yeah, I actually might be single oh, uh, right now. You woke up with call no the husband. Show if, uh, yeah. I, I woke up uh, with, with no husband because um, <clears throat> uh, I tortured him again last night. We huh. had about 45 minutes left. Before we were going to go to bed. And we didn't really want to start a new show. Uh, we watched Quarterback, which we'll talk yeah. about later, maybe, if we get to it. If not, we'll get to it tomorrow. But um, we started Quarterback. I watched a couple episodes. But then we just had a weird amount of time before I was going to start my slumber. So I said, oh, well, let's uh, watch My Feet Are Killing Me. Let's watch another episode of My... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So watch another episode of My Feet Are Killing Me. Um, now, Shannon, no, Holly's shaking her head because she knows um, I force my husband to watch this show with me. It's on TLC. Yeah. It's about people with all sorts of funky feet. Like bunions oh, and all that ever, stuff. Oh, oh Shannon. Yeah. Beyond bunions. Really? Beyond, oh, my gosh. Beyond bunions. Oh, I'm bunions. looking it up. I like this one. Episode 10 of season four. My Foot looks like Parmesan cheese. That sounds delicious. That's right. That's what I'm First saying. thing in the morning. Just gotcha. Say, yeah. Okay. Just say when. Yeah. <laughs> let All me right. just and and I'm so Shannon. You set me up beautifully okay. because let me just. So uh, what I do with Colin and I think it's fun. And he keeps telling me. He goes, "Why do you think this is fun?" I go, <laughs> "I just do." Yes. But um. But let me read some of the and, and Holly. We didn't do this last time. Let me just read you some of the episode titles. Yes. Um, and then I let see. I'm a I'm a I'm a nice person. I let Colin choose <laughs> choose his misery. That's great. So, so here are just some of the episode titles mm-hmm. from My Feet Are Killing Me. Are you ready, Holly? You ready? Yeah. Okay. Here I've got some music for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. The season premiere this year was called My Thumb is a Toe. (laughs) (laughs) The next one, Hammerhead Foot. Yep. Number three, my personal favorite, yes. A Smell from Hell. I would have selected that one well, if the, I was we've, Colin. We've, we've watched that one. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a classic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, Horse Heels. Mm-hmm. Number six, 
fix my twisty toes. As you should. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Oh, this is great music. Number seven, alien brain toe. Mm. Holly, how do you feel about that one? Alien brain toe. What the hell is that? Yeah. Jason, <laughs> you missed one, though. Are you ready? You missed. Which one? Monstrous mystery growth. Oh, yes. That I've was before that. Horse Heels. Have you yeah, seen that, that one? Yeah, that was good. Okay. I've seen that one. <laughs> you Number think eight? it's good. Does your husband. No, not at all. Potentially ex-husband. Oh, not at all. <laughs> okay. You mean my ex-husband? Uh, number eight. Yes. Be- beastly feet. That sounds like a Disney movie. I'm good yeah, with here's that. The, yeah. Here's a description of this one. A devoted husband hopes Dr. Sarah can rid his feet of fungus and save his marriage. <laughs> yeah. How number can we nine, save yours? Well, I don't know if Dr. Sarah can save mine. Uh, number nine, horror movie bunion. Ooh. Come on, Holly. You like classic horror movies. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want my feet to look like Bella Lugosi. <laughs> and then and then Shannon m- mentioned this one. The season finale, the cliffhanger yes. of My Feet Are Killing Me. This is real. Uh, episode 10 is called My Feet Looks Like Parmesan Cheese. <laughs> The descriptions are glorious. But this is the kind of show you do want to watch. Like, you don't have to pay attention to it. The stakes are low because it's not your feet. Like, yeah. And so, and technically, you're helping people. It's better to watch this. Thank you, Shannon. It's educational. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You can watch My Feet Are Killing Me. If you want to come over and watch with me, I'm I'm free now. I mean, (laughs) I'm free tonight because Colin has plans, and I don't know if he's coming home. Anyway, (laughs) when we come back, speaking of TV, uh, it is going to be a review from Holly. She watched the Wham! documentary on Netflix. Can't wait to talk about that when we return. Back after these words. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is uh, enjoying some time off. And we're enjoying a visit from our good friend Shannon, who's here today and tomorrow. Thanks to Ellie for producing the last few days. We appreciate you, Ellie. Uh We appreciate you. It's Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Holly Roberts is doing, you know, it's a, I love, we usually do a TV taste test uh, later in the show, but for you six o'clock, your first hour, people, we're going to dazzle you with some uh, TV taste tests. What is this, a taste test? Taste test. I'm in. Oh, could I just try a little sample? Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present TV Taste Test. What did you watch, Holly? I noshed on a new documentary that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. simply titled Wham! Okay, oh, with exclamation yes. points behind it and all that? Yeah. Okay. This yes. is about the band Wham! Mm-hmm. from the 1980s. George Michael, Andrew Ridgely, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, Careless Whisper. All those songs made by these two middle school friends. Nice. And this is the story of their journey from the playground to headlining shows across the world and then eventually moving on from Wham. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that this documentary is delightful. Okay. Yeah. You learn a lot about Wham. You learn about a lot about their journey. Because I didn't, you know, Wham! didn't really hit in the United States until the mid-1980s. Right. And I would argue that they were much bigger worldwide than they were in the United States. Like, gotcha. this was mm-hmm. their last stop at international fame. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the big takeaways that I want to tell everybody is that George Michael is a legitimate musical genius. Okay. And that I don't think he's appreciated enough for his genius. Him tapping into music in a way that's almost otherworldly. You know, he's sitting in the production studio and he just has these visions about what a piano should sound like on a track. Okay. He really? Goes, yes. He goes in and he's like, I just, it just comes to me. And then I make it because one of the things you might not know about Wham and about George Michael, not only did he write most, if not all of his songs, but he also produced his songs. And there was a story in the Wham documentary that was, I think, encapsulated his genius is that George Michael wrote the song Careless Whisper when he was a teenager. Really? And he was carrying around that demo tape since the beginning of Wham's inception. Well, they had an opportunity to go down and record at the famous Muscle Shoals recording studio. Lots of famous people recorded music there. They put down Careless Whisper, produced by legendary music producer Jerry Wexler. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was producing like Aretha Franklin. He was producing uh, just anybody who was anybody in the 1960s. He was producing them. They lay down Careless Whisper. They go back to London and they're like, this isn't working. So George Michael at the age of maybe 20 years old, mm-hmm. goes into the studio and reproduces it. And he makes it better. He makes the song better. And you hear Careless Whisper in the way that we know it now. When we are watching this documentary, yeah. do we have like a good story as they, re- because if he's creating so much of his work, yes, um, is it one of those they really also understood how to protect the work that they were doing? Or is it one of those stories where they're like, they were young and kind of got taken advantage of and then had to get everything back? What kind of story is it? Sure, a little from column A, Shannon, a little from column B. Wham, they were young. Mm -hmm. When they went out on tour initially, guess what? They didn't make any money and they had to go sleep at mom and dad's house. Yeah, okay. Shock. Shock. Shocker. Mm -hmm. But eventually... They were able to fill stadiums, make a lot of money. And it's an actually a really beautiful story at the end because Andrew Ridgely recognized George Michael's immense talent. And he was like, you know what? We're making pop music. This isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And I want to support my BFF in all of his creative endeavors. And there goes George Michael off to wiggle his butt in a pair <sighs> of jeans and a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There he goes. So he- so he, I don't want to give everything away, yeah. but I mean, hello, it's it's record. You yes. can Google it. <laughs> yeah. Andrew was okay with the disillu- with with the with uh, George going out on his own. Yes, and he was really supportive. So it's actually a really the Wham documentary. Yeah. Not only do you learn a lot about music, you tickle your nostalgia because you're wiggling your butt in your living room. Yeah. But it's also just a beautiful friendship story. That I love because you hear that there's some bands where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a band. And then there's other ones where it's like, this is a lead singer with background, even though they call it a band. Like, I'm going to use Matchbox 20 as an example. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that. Do we know most of the other people in the band? No. It's Rob Thomas. It just might be Rob Thomas's band. Like, Panic yeah. at the Disco is the same thing. That's a dude. Like, everybody else moves in and out of it, and we keep calling it a band. And so, wham, see, like, it was a duo, but everybody really kind of, and now it seems to validate, since he was the one helping produce all of these things. Yeah. It kind of validated that he was, it's not that Andrew wasn't talented, he just wasn't the driving force in this particular project. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and Jason and Shannon, Andrew Ridgely does talk about 
there being tension yeah. where it was very clear that George Michael's musical talents were breaking away from Andrew Ridgely's in a very significant way. Okay. Yet Andrew could recognize that in his friend, in his middle school friend. Mm-hmm. That, oh you know, they met they met literally in class randomly. And their lives could have been so different if they didn't have that relationship. But he recognizes that enough. So if you love the 80s, if you want to listen to some good music, and you want to really appreciate George Michael, watch Wham! on Netflix. There we go. Yeah. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad he's getting his due because... Oh. Uh, he's not thought. I mean, he's thought of as a. He's thought of as a lot of things. You could even say uh, a punchline for for youngins that only know like the scandalous side of him. Yes, uh, people know him as the sex symbol. Mm-hmm. I, in my home, my mother loved. My mother had a, key, a George Michael keychain <laughs> and oh, really? a calendar. Oh yeah, there what? was a George Michael calendar hanging up in our house. That was part of my gay sexual awakening. Yes. Let me tell you. I mean, George Michael could be a part of everybody's sexual oh. awakening. Right. Oh, my goodness. And good he had that man. good hair. Oh, oh. oh yes. He had that good, good hair. 80s hair. Oh, yes. You will see some feathered mm. hair brilliance. Just glory. Yes. <laughs> he was I'm here ju- for it. I, he was just a good looking human being I mean, i'm just saying, he and andrew though they both it's not like it was a competition they looked good together and they're like oh that's oh, him yeah. and his unattractive friend <laughs> it's okay you two are the two cute kids in school uh but i really but really 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 george michael legitimately is a musical genius because he was producing and writing all of this stuff and even in his solo career i didn't know that that is all george michael and wow. he was meticulous in the studio, finding the right saxophone player for Careless Whisper, getting mm-hmm. the piano part just so, mastering that board. Really, really, I feel like his talents are grossly underestimated. So celebrate th- George Michael. We do that with a lot of pop artists, though, is it just doesn't give you, I'm like, yes, it's pop, but pop is for short for popular. Like, there's a reason. So it doesn't mean, yeah, it's not this thing, this orchestral great all the time. But there's still a lot of work into making one of these songs really just click and take off for so many people. He's been top of mind for me lately because of, you know, we're in an era. Uh, I've said it a few times in, in, in commentary about the culture we're in right now where I feel like we're we're reliving the 91, 92, 93, not so much 93, we kind of. But the uh, culture, the pearl-clutching culture wars of, yeah. of the Murphy-Brown era and Dan Quayle freaking out about Murphy being a single mom and Tipper Gore uh, wanting to put warning labels on, on everything. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're in that same type of period right now where there's a lot of fainting couches and yes. people, oh my goodness, the children. Yes. Um, I think of George because for youngins, you, you guys have no idea... Uh, Shannon, well, and Holly, you were, you're younger, but um, you you you're a pop culture student, so you know, mm-hmm. girl, we lived through "I Want Your Sex." Yes, we lived through Madonna, right? And uh, pop, we lived through "Papa Don't Preach," "Like a Virgin," "Like a Prayer," and we also lived through the pearl clutching of '86, '87, uh, when George Michael released "I Want Your Sex," and. People thought the country was going to just set on fire. Exactly. I mean, just <laughs> be decimated, <laughs> which I think is so song, interesting. For people that don't know, yeah, because my um, 
mom who grew up in the 50s and then was like very much like the disco mom in the 70s, like had all the polyester jumpsuits and all of that stuff. So I think sometimes it was that pendulum swing of they were so free and they're like, yeah, but we don't want our kids to do this. And you're gonna, I'm like, yeah, point. but you were fine. You were yeah. fine. You did a lot of stuff that I didn't do and you're still okay. So why are you worried about me? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. It was much more free love for what they were doing. So they're worried about me looking at, you know, I want your sex and Madonna and her bustiers with the, the pointy bra thing. I'm yeah. like, it'll be okay. I'm not really going to go buy that and wear that to high school. Uh, you know, no. kind of thing. I'm all right. No. I'm not wearing pointy bra bustier to no. South Mountain High School. <laughs> it'll be fine. It's just, it's, just, it's just so funny. I mean, going back to Elvis and the, yes. uh, you know, his swiveling his hips to... Uh, being outraged about the hippies and the the counterculture of the '60s, mm-hmm. and then into the '80s with Culture Club, and and I want your sex to again, like I said, '90, '91, uh, and uh, Murphy Brown. It's just the fainting couch exactly. will never go away. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Hey guys, register to win listener reward. Listen, register to win in listener rewards. You would think this was the first time I've ever said this. <laughs> um, win tickets to see Jersey Boys at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters or Pink at Target Field. Plus tickets to see uh, Nikki Glazer at Mystic Showroom or an all-new Golden Girls play at Pantages Theater. We even have tickets for the Children's Museum. See everything up for grabs at mytalk1071.com. Uh, when we return, a sneak peek at the Real Housewives of New York. I also have ratings news. How did the reboot do? And, oh, yeah, more when we return. I don't think it's right to call us a strictly talk radio station. It's not all talk. At least a third of it is laughter. My Talk in the morning, live on my talk, live streaming everywhere on our app. Go download that if you haven't done that so far. If you haven't done that yet, I should say. Miss Shannon filling in for Alexis this morning. Yes. Shannon, you got any gigs coming up? Um, Give you a little... Yes, I'm going to be playing at, um, uh, on Friday, I'm actually hanging out with our friends in Duluth. So oh. I'm performing at Fitgers, so it's the Boathouse uh, is the the restaurant and bar that's in Fitgers and Duluth? So I'm hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Do you still do you still love the stand up? I do, I do. Um, I go through spurts. Uh, <laughs> you know that Where I'm <laughs> yes. because it's not the shows; it's the traveling to the shows. That's yeah. a drag, you know, mm. kind of thing. So this time of year, it's beautiful. So I get to go hang out in Duluth. In the winter, I'm like, why to say yes to this? When I got to <laughs> drive to Duluth and it's icy and gross, I'm like, your job is suddenly death-defying. Then that part I don't like. But this is going to be really fun. So it's always nice to go hang out with our friends in Duluth. So 
I love Duluth. Mm-hmm. Oh, good people up there. Yeah, and then um, good. yeah. So I have a bunch of that that's going on. I'm going to be at Grand Casino Malax on Saturday, hanging out with them, and so that's why I'm not going to go see the Barbie movie until next Wednesday because oh. I messed everything up with my friends because they're going to do Barbenheimer on Sunday, and I'm like, I'm working. Oh. I can't do Barbenheimer and take up my whole Sunday to well, see those I- movies and all in row. No. And and I'll tell you uh, a, a little programming note. I'll be re- giving me my thoughts of Oppenheimer coming up in our third hour. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say, uh, Lori and Julia, I popped on their show yesterday, and they asked my position on the Barbenheimer uh, as far as what order people should do it. Yes. Here's this is my feeling, having seen both movies this week. Yes. Uh, I would apps. There is no doubt in my mind. I would add, oh, and by the way, Holly, uh, the movie just ended at AMC Southdale. My, oh, my, goodness, my, my, my screening of Oppenheimer mm-hmm. just ended. Right. Uh, from just Tuesday stretch night. your legs, go straight right, to yeah. the restroom. We are almost mm-hmm. one third of an Oppenheimer right through today's show. It's a new, yeah, it's yeah. a new measurement of time, uh, Shannon, because Oppenheimer is about, uh, clocks in at about 3.07, yes. about three hours. So our show, as you know, is three hours. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're now measuring things in Oppenheimers. So yes. this show is one Oppenheimer. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but anyway, I would do Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. Absolutely. I don't see why there is any debate on that. No. There is nothing about Oppenheimer no. that I want to end the evening. <laughs> For no the day, way. a marathon, like it, I mean, I feel like it would just make the movie seem even longer. Even if you really like that kind of film, it'll just go, this is, I did, I'm not prepared for this. And I'll make, I mean, I'm presuming Barbie's just gonna, like in my brain, it's already going to be just a nice, it's like a Starbucks fruit chew. It's just a little, hey, it'll be delicious and a burst of flavor. And then I get to go home. So I'm good with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it doesn't require much from the audience. That's Oppen- good sometimes. Oppenheimer, and again, I'll save my full thoughts for the third hour, but mm-hmm. it, it does um, it does require some paying of attention. I would presume the that, yes. It's, it's mm-hmm. not the most linear of motion pictures, oh, and, uh, okay. and it's also three hours. And again, uh, the, and this isn't saying anything uh, that would ruin the experience. Uh, the last 20 seconds, mm-hmm. 25 seconds? Isn't necessarily something you want to go to bed uh, uh, with, uh, thinking about. That's just what saying, I would I'm presume. just going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last twenty seconds, uh, you you walk out going, "Oh, well, um, that was a downer." Yeah. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> so because of that, I would say uh, Oppenheimer and then and then palate cleanser Barbie. I can see that, and yep. that's what my friends are doing on Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely makes sense. Yep. I am kind of glad that they picked a day that I could not do the full experience because that's how I got out of having to see both movies in the same day. Because I was like, I didn't want to be that friend that was like, I no. don't want to do this because they were already excited to make I, it a I, Barbenheimer experience. I personally would not do it. I know mm-hmm. that's the trendy thing right now to do the Barbenheimer. Having seen both of them, I would not do that. Yeah, and um, I like movies. It's a, it's, so. Yeah, huh. it's a long time. Make mm-hmm. a Barbenheimer weekend. Maybe Friday Holly, evening you see one it. film. Sunday you see another one. I love that. That's what you do. Because normally Speak- if I see two movies in the same day, this is the only time I do it, is when there's something very popular 
Because I'm my time, my adulting time is very compressed, so that's part of it. But if I know there's a movie that I want to see that I really know is, you know, you can always feel some films where you're like, it's going to be in the theater for a hot minute. Like, it's like, if I don't see it now, I'm not going to get to see it on a big screen. Those are the movies that I make sure that I go see. So the last time I did that, it was Guardians of the Galaxies came out at the same time that this live action movie of an anime that I pay attention to. I'm like, this Knights of the Zodiac movie is going to be on. The, it's going to be on two theaters for a weekend. I knew nobody wanted to see it on a big screen except for me and five other people. So I made sure I saw it the minute yeah. it dropped because that happens a lot. Like if yes. you're not a blockbuster, you may not be in the theaters for very long. No, Mm-mm. but just uh, take your time. Uh, okay. Don't don't do it back to back. Okay. Now on Sunday, if you do need a palate cleanser, I'm mm-hmm. just going to say uh, the reboot of the Real Housewives of New York Ooh. is uh, fabulous. Okay. I was, as I said earlier in the week when I reviewed it, uh, I was very skeptical. I'm an old school Rony lover. I love my Countess. I love Jill Zarin. I love Kelly Ben Simone. I love Bethany, but this reboot uh, needed to happen, and it's it's a wonderful, wonderful reboot. Is and it a completely new set, or completely, did they complete, six okay, new they women? Started over. They started over okay. six new women, uh, um, and a wonderful, uh, diverse uh, points of view. Okay, um, wonderful, interesting women, and. If Alexis was here, she would say it. She would smile because they're back to doing what these shows did at the beginning: stupid rich people drama, like okay. not not heavy crap, ridiculous rich people drama that you can laugh at. For instance, the premiere they argued about cheese, <laughs> and I'm not joking. Okay, and it's it's delicious. And in this episode, the, uh, Bravo released a sneak peek. Um, one of the women are hosting everyone at their house and her name is Aaron. And she's the one that I love because she's no nonsense. Is she uh, born and raised in Manhattan? Anyway, she puts out caviar for all the ladies. Well, the ladies are all in the car traveling to her house and they call her and they basically like frown upon the caviar. And Aaron is the woman. Aaron's like, wait a minute. I'm putting out a caviar spread for you, and you want to know where the grocery store is so you can get some food? Oh, wow. Oh, and again, I'll say this quickly. Maybe we'll do it more tomorrow. (laughs) Jenna Lyons, I love you so much. She's my new crush. I'm now officially obsessed with her. I want to get her on the show. Hmm. I want to be friends with her. I, my 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 obsession is now full steam ahead. Okay. She's one of the new cast members. Got so. you. Yep. When we come back, speaking of TV, Holly and I will give you a status update of season two of And Just Like That. Plus, we'll play five-second showdown and more. Stay right there. We'll be back after this. Buzzing flies, pesky earwigs, elusive springtails. Are they bothering you? Don't worry, Plunkett's Pest Control, they've got you. They're here to help a trusted Minnesota company with over 100 years of experience in flying insect control. And they are skilled at eliminating those earwigs and springtails that seem to just appear out of thin air, don't they? They're not there, and then all of a sudden, hey! 
Hey, girl. Hey, I'm here to bother you. Say goodbye to those annoying fly infestations with the help from Plunkett's Pest Control. They have deep roots in Minnesota. We're serving the Twin Cities and the entire state. They have safe and effective methods that don't harm your family or your pets. And enjoy a fly-free, earwig-free, and springtail-free house once again. Contact Plunkett's Pest Control today. Schedule your own appointment online at Plunkett's.net. Experience a century of expertise with a trusted Minnesota-made company. Or use my talk keyword, pest.